hard suction to flush out mucus and germs that cause congestion or worse, can make you sick. Over 2 million people use Navage to breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. Navage has over 70,000 online reviews averaging 4.7 stars because it works and it's easy to use. Go to Navage.com or find Navage at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Bed Bath, and Target. Now available with eucalyptus for a spa-like experience. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life. Daily reports of the stock market's close. Tune in at 5.30 tonight on WATH to stay informed about your money. The stock market report is brought to you by Goldsberry Wealth Strategies, serving Athens County since 2005. The Goldsberry Wealth Strategies stock market report airs exclusively in Athens County on 970 WATH weekdays at 5.30 immediately after our local newscast. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. It's the 23rd annual Paw Paw Festival this weekend at Lake Snowden in Albany, Ohio. From the 17th until the 19th, enjoy music, competitions, beverages, and more. Events include Best Paw Paw Contest, the Brewers Roundtable, and Paw Paw Beer Tasting, the Paw Paw Eating Contest, and the Paw Paw Cook-Off. Free shuttle service to and from Athens, Albany, and Hocking College. Once again, the 23rd annual Paw Paw Festival at Lake Snowden in Albany. For more information, go to ohiopawpawfest.com. When fun finally returns, Bud Light legends don't just come back. They come roaring back, carrying a cooler full of Bud Lights, an inflatable dolphin, and those Velcro pads with the balls that stick to them. And this summer, with a cooler at their side, they're going to make up for all the fun we've missed. Welcome back, Bud Light legends. It's time to take summer by the coolers. Cooler up at BudLightLegends.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2021 AP Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Friday afternoons cars, at 106 cars, on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. These days we're all doing a lot more virtually, which is why at Ohio Health, we've expanded our virtual care options and availability to make it even easier to get safe expert care at home. That includes virtual visits with over a thousand trusted providers in every medical specialty. Learn more about our virtual health options at ohiohealth.com slash virtual health. Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe, uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress, 593-7393. That's 593-7393. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. 
sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard, aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I-N-E-P-T-E-N-F-T-E-C-K-2468. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach Art Turf, a big weekend coming up on campus here at Inept Tech, your first home game of the season, also the first conference game of the season. That's right. You know, it is the first home ball game of the season, and excitement is real high, and atmosphere is filled with football on campus this week. Everybody can't wait for that first home ball game, and I do want to point out, just like you said, that it is the first conference ball game of the season. That makes it doubly big, even bigger than usual for the first home ball game, because everybody knows that the conference title goes through Tech this year, and I do want to point out that uh, you can't win all your conference ball games less than you win the first one, so we are concentrating real hard on this ball game. We put all them ball games in the past that we've done play. We're playing them one at a time, and we're concentrating concentrating on our first home ball game this week. The opponent coming in is Cinema State. And I think you were telling me that there is a bit of a revenge factor as far as the Oysters are concerned. Well, that's right. You know, uh, we are remembering what they'd done to us last year. You know, we went to their place and played them, and they got quite a home field advantage uh, at their place. You know, they got a, a field that's a little bit wider than your usual football field. They got that wide field effect on their team. And they and they have uh, what you call your trap play that they busted us up with last year. You know, we figured that it was going to be one of those normal where you shift over the defensive tackles and the guards so as you can run make your running backs go right up through them holes there but they had a real special trap play designed for their running backs they had actual trap door in their field where their fullback just dropped down their trap door and 25 yards down the field he popped up in another trap door and run for a touchdown and we hadn't forgotten that and, and uh, we uh, got our sights set on really giving them some of their own medicine this week sounds like they did take an uh, unfair advantage of your team last year coach and we'll get just a, like everybody else does seem we, like we'll get a scouting report on cinema state right after we pause and the art turf show is proudly brought to you by men's pants suspenders to hold you up in case you forget. Well, Coach Turf, what have you been able to find out about this week's opponent, Cinema State? Well, we do have a real fine preview for Cinema State because, uh, you know, there ain't no shortage of game films from those boys, so we do have a real fine preview, and that preview tells us that their quarterback is their top gun, fella name of uh, Stud Stewart. You know, it's real risky business to go up against him and play because old Stud likes to play taps when that ball game is over, and he's had a fine ball game, and likes to show the color of his money when the ball game is over because they usually cruise to victory whenever he plays in the ball game on offense and far as defense goes they got a couple linebackers that play over there twins uh tom and tim terminator and them, them boys is real tough uh, they like to portray themselves as being predators out there on the football field and paint themselves up with all that green and brown and colored stuff all over their faces so they blend in with the ground like commandos do and they're going to be real tough for us to uh, fight against. Well, what about your game plan going in, coach? Well, we got a light game plan this week. What is that? Well, that's the same as our regular game plan, only a third less calories. 
Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. What an absolutely beautiful morning it is out there. Look at that fog. Have you ever seen a better fog? Ah, it's beautiful. 78, no, 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 66 degrees right now. Headed up to 78. And as we look ahead for the next week, Starting tomorrow, five days in a row in the 80s. Yeah, I, I, I can stand the 70s now. Um, and I'm not talking about the years. I'm talking about the temperature. It's uh, It's been a hot summer. Anyway, good morning, folks. If you were expecting to hear the mayor today, and we had promoed that. In fact, I forgot to tell Scott yesterday about the change, but... So he mentioned it a few times this morning. But um, the mayor is on this, um, what do you call it? It's a committee. Well, the mayors of all all the cities and towns and so on in Ohio have an association. And uh, there was, a, I guess, a committee meeting called. Some Something came up. Anyway, so Steve called... Um, I guess yesterday or the day before, and said, I'm sorry, man, can we move it to the next Thursday? And I said, of course. Actually, Krista said, of course. And um, so anyway, we got it all worked out. But uh, that means today's a free-for-all, right? A free-for-all edition. So let's, uh, let's get into it. Today is National Paw Paw Day. Now, what that? a coincidence that is, right? Yeah. We have our annual pawpaw festival out in in uh, Albany or at uh, Lake um, Snowden. Snowden. Um, Beautiful area. This there. weekend, I drove past there. What was Monday? No, no. Tuesday. Tuesday evening, I drove past Lake Snowden. And, boy, they had a bunch of huge tents already set up. So they're they're getting ready. And it's going to be a nice thing. Yeah, All, it always like it's is. going to be good weather for the weekend. Even though uh, it was partly cloudy, I guess, Sunday. Maybe some light rain. But uh, Paul Paul Festival starts Friday at 4, tomorrow at 4 p.m. And, man, I'm telling you, there's music lined up every day out there. Beginning around uh, 11 or 12 o'clock Saturday. Not trying to argue with you, but Saturday's the only mention of a little bit of rain. Yeah, that's what I just said. Sunday, but okay. 
Um, what's the difference? Yeah. Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, but uh, Friday and Sunday, they say mostly sunny. But just as a slight mention of rain on Saturday. Anyway. Yeah, yeah there's a uh, website you can go to as well for do's and don'ts. What you can take in, what is prohibited like from what? being taken in. Give me an example. Well, uh, some of the things they're mentioning is uh, to only be able to bring in clear packs, uh, clear mm-hmm. Ziploc bags if you want to bring things in, um, clear fanny packs. and um, who, who owns a clear fanny pack? Yeah. Yeah, you're just like opening up yourself when you have that fanny pack right there. I don't know what that meant, but what I mean is I've never seen such a thing. <laughs> you know, I have. A clear, see-through fanny pack? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you the list here in just a second of the things you can and cannot bring in. I wonder, um, wonder why all that. Uh, <clears throat> I guess, first of all, it's been a few years since I've been out there. I'd like to get out there this weekend. But here's, here's um, let's see, do they have, um, what do I want to call it, like <clears throat> beer and stuff on yeah, out there? Yeah, they've got a beer garden out okay, there. Okay, so they probably don't want you packing in your own beer. Right, no outside alcohol. I see. Yep. It's okay to bring empty water bottles or factory-sealed water bottles. Baby strollers, wagons, towels and blankets, folding chairs, lawn chairs, bags made of clear plastic, clear vinyl, or clear PVC, clear zip-top bags, small clutch bags, approximately the size of a hand, either with or without a handle or a strap, small fanny packs or similar waste packs. I guess it did not say clear fanny packs, but I just went on well, anyway, clear plastic. What a bunch of rules. Yeah, I Camelbacks. Mean, do we and, have those rules uh, published for the the fair or I other would, events? Yeah, I I would think so. Oh, I think they are. Yeah. Okay. Personal hydration systems are allowed, but must be empty. Uh, what Fine. is what is not allowed? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Personal hydration systems are allowed, but must be empty. Yeah, that's what that it says. That doesn't make any sense. That's what it says. Aren't you talking personal? Isn't that just a bottle of water? Well, I would think so, yeah. But it must be empty. Or if you've got like a like a small jug, cooler jug or something like that. People put those in their camelbacks, packs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. You know, I've only lived here since 1973. And, of course, we've had season tickets to Ohio uh, football, particularly, is what I'm talking about. I mean, we, we've got, uh, I love basketball. We go to all the basketball games. But um, uh, I don't do this there. But at football, I have a flask in my pocket. Oh, for now, shame, re- for shame. Remember, now, now they allow you to have... Um, in fact, they sell um, beer and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, at the games. But 
Years ago, they didn't. And, you know, so you'd order a Coke or a Pepsi or something like that, a soft drink. And then when you get to your seats, you just give it a little additional flavor. <laughs> well, they're going to be watching for you now. Well, So you like to have a little nip during the game? Not a nip. <laughs> just anyway. Some flavoring? It, it, I don't know. I First of all, I don't put it into the degree that it does anything alcoholic-like. <laughs> it's just the idea of it, you know? All right. Yeah. Just the fun of being a little bit... Mischievous? Mischievous. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. Yeah, it's true. For years. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. We have really gotten off the track here. Well, you're just talking about going to events. Yeah. You know, what you can and you can't take. Well, today is National Paw Paw Day. Do you want to know what you can't take before you before we continue? Prohibited weapons of any kind. Well, we're back on the Paw Paw Festival. Yeah. Okay. Well, that goes for OU football, too. Well, but Yes, it does. Yeah. Outside alcohol, illegal drugs, and paraphernalia. Wait a minute. I'm thinking about each one. Okay. Okay, so no weapons. Right. And then they said no alcohol. Right. Okay. Right. You got to so buy my, it in, in So there. my little flask would not be allowed. Correct. Okay, now. What was the next one? Illegal drugs and paraphernalia. Oh, duh. Okay, next. Large coolers. Hmm. Does that mean you small coolers are okay? I don't know. I don't know. Drones. So don't be taking your drone out there. Now, wait a minute. That's what it says. No drones. Well, if I put a drone up in the air, Maybe I launch it from over the across the street at the high school. How are they going to know whose that is? I don't know. They may track it back to wherever it lands <laughs> to see where you are launching you from. You know, we're, we're we're getting in trouble here. I know we are. Let's <laughs> uh, go ahead and do it. Okay, glass containers, sky lanterns, laser pens, pepper spray, or mace. Fireworks or explosives. There you have it. Okay. So don't take any of that stuff to the Paw Paw Festival. Yes. Or probably any other big public event. That would be a good suggestion. Okay, now let's get moving. So we mentioned it's National Paw Paw Day. And uh, my paw... Fred Palmer, of course. Um, no, no, it's not that kind of thing. This is a fruit. Um, and is uh, okay. Look up pawpaws. Yeah. Are they do, do do they only grow in Appalachia? Uh, it is native to this area, okay. but I don't think it is. You know. Kept here, just in this area. I think they're grown elsewhere. Is there a particular country that just worships them? Um, I don't know. We'll, well see what we can find out. Okay, let's di let's but dig have, in. Have you ever had a Paul Paul? Well, yeah, at the festival. Uh, they are. Do you like them? I do. Yes. They are very tasty. 
Um, now, it's been so long that I can't really remember exactly what it was like, but I recall liking it. It it ta- To me, it tastes kind of like a mixture of a pear and an apple okay. mixed together. So, very uh, nutritious, too. Mercy. We have a phone call. Um, probably so- telling us to change topics. Uh, <laughs> good morning. No, good morning. No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, I've never had one of those pawpaws, but there was something on your radio station uh, uh, recently regarding them that they did indicate that maybe those two ladies that come on Wednesday or whatever, maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know where I learned this, but someplace on your radio station, uh, that these are native, native to this area, and only this area. Only this area. Yeah, so it's not overseas or something like that. They had to come from somewhere, but who knows where. Some animal probably brought it from someplace. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> you know how animals do transfer yeah. things and things grow and either through the, their, their so feces or whatever. you're saying Kim and Ruth said somebody, that. Somebody, someone, it was recently, and that was okay. fact I was not aware of, but... Um, I thought somebody had referred to that like a, like a papaya or something, but I don't know. Anyway, that that's it. They said it was native to this to this area, and it didn't grow anywhere else. So I don't know if it's a tree, a bush, or wherever. It, what does it grow on a bush? A tree. A tree. A tree. A yeah. tree. Okay. Okay. Well, um, and and they have a festival as 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 uh, this Scott just said. Yes. Yes. So anyway, that's just my my two bit of knowledge there. You know, well, twenty five cents worth. Or does or is it inflation now and it's thirty five cents worth? I'll give you change. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, okay. Okay. Paul Paul trees are native to North America, and they produce the Paul Paul, obviously. So it could be anywhere in the North American continent, apparently. Uh, it hmm. says it tastes, or this says it tastes like a cross between a mango and a banana. And it says it's actually indigenous to North America. So um, it can grow in uh, warm climates, obviously, where most things do. They are prolific fruiters in warm climates. They say to plant them in a warm, sunny position. And keep them well protected from frost. Hmm. Okay. So they're they're very uh, nutritional as well. I mean, you know, mango and a banana, those are full of nutrients. So there you have it. it well, uh, you know, one I like and one I don't. It grows in the yeah. That's true. I'm I folks. I if you've listened <laughs> to my show for any number of. <laughs> times you've you're aware that i'm not fond of bananas i got sick on them once down in ecuador he od'd on bananas that's right yeah all right they they grow in mid-atlantic the south and midwest and allegedly george washington loved eating them for dessert when they were chilled pawpaws pawpaws yeah and in George Washington's day, we had so much refrigeration. That's what I was just thinking. Where did they chill those? Yeah. Um, so, okay. there you have it. Can I go on now? Well, let, <laughs> hold on a minute. Let me let me just look and see if there's any oh, more dear. I can add to you. Surely there can't be. <laughs> oh, there's lots. 
we could do, yes. But do you, do you have something more to continue with there? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Shall we? National Play-Doh Day. Now there's a national interest. Play-Doh, that sort of weird clay. Yeah. National Guacamole Day. I like that. National Working Parents Day. Uh, they simply say it's Mayflower Day. National Step Family Day. And National Cinnamon Raisin Bread Day. Mm-mm. Mm, yeah. Okay. Toasted and coated with real butter. Um, you know, it's interesting, and I kind of enjoy some of these flavored butters. Oh, yeah. Different stores have different ones, but there's one that's sort of a cinnamon-flavored butter, and then there's... Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. I. We have a stack of probably a half dozen different butters in the refrigerator. All right, let's go on. Uh, let's see, on this day in history, it was 1620 on this date, the year 1620, that is, that the Mayflower departs Plymouth, England. 102 pilgrims were aboard, as well as 30 crew members. Where were they headed? The New World. Right? Yes. Hence, Mayflower Day. That's right. And um, we have another caller, so let's take a break. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry for a second call, but you two talk about food like you're, you like to be overweight or something. Are you too overweight? <laughs> Scott's not. Because you keep talking about butter and all those things. That's, uh, well. That's ripe for a cardiologist. I have, I've lost some of my weight, but I still have a bit of a gut, and I'm working on it. And that's an American thing. They say, what is it, it on, on your news again over the last week or so? About 30% of Americans are overweight, and, and sometimes in the obese category. So many times in the obese category. So, you know, when you talk about butter, I, I bet you that class you went to didn't say, they eat butter. It's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bet they didn't say that, right? The chip class? Yeah, yeah that thing. Uh, it cost you 700 bucks or whatever to join it. No, 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 no. Almost seven hundred dollars, six hundred ninety-nine dollars, whatever she said the other day. Unless <laughs> oh, somehow you got a discount. Didn't hear that. But anyway, um, I, anyway forgot, I forgot what we're talking about. Oh, the butter. Um, I, I, I'm not. It's not like I use it to ex excess. It's just it's a nice flavor to add to things. Okay. Well, I just thought I would say that. Yeah, you're getting This isn't me. even Friday, so, you know, it's okay. Sure. Today's Thursday, right? Uh, I think so. Fresh pickup day. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, okay. well, someone will, oh, they've already come by. Yeah, too late. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, yeah, my neighborhood, it's uh, refuse hauling day. You know what I mean. The city goes around, and I forgot to put the things out today. <sighs> oh, well. Let's see here. So I did the Mayflower, right? Yes. In the year 1795, the British ca uh, capture Cape Town, South Africa, from the Dutch on this date. 
On this date in 1810, Mexico issues Grito de Dolores, calling for the end of Spanish rule. I think we would simply call that Mexican Independence Day, 1810. On this date in 1848, slavery was abolished in all French territories. What's the next one? Oh, okay. In 1906 on this date, Douglas Mawson, Edgeworth David, and Alastair McKay claim to have discovered the magnetic South Pole down in Antarctica. Three more here. 1963, the Federation of Malaysia was formed by Malaya, Singapore, British North Borneo, and Sarawak, Sarawak, something like that. The Federation of Malaysia. 1978. 25,000 people die in a 7.7 magnitude earthquake that occurred in Iran. Iran, I guess I should say, not Iran. And the last one here. 1997 Apple Computer names co-founder Steve Jobs its interim CEO. Okay, let's do some birthdays. James Cash Penny. Now think about that for a minute. J.C. Penny, right? Oh, wow. I think you're on to something there, Sherlock. James Cash Penny. Born in, on this date in 1875, mm-hmm. died in 1971. B.B. King. He was cool. Very. Born on this date in 1925, died in 2015. Okay, I'm not sure I know this next one. Carl Donitz or Donitz. Now it's D-O-N-I-T-Z. He was born on this date in 1891 and passed in 1980. Karl Donitz was a German admiral during the Nazi era who briefly succeeded Adolf Hitler as the German head of state in May of 1945 until Germany's unconditional surrender to the Allies in the same month. As a supreme commander of the Navy, beginning in 1943, he played a major role in the naval history of World War II. As you as you just got started in that uh, description, I recalled who he was. All right, and the last one is someone who's still alive and very popular, I might add, Amy Polner, Polar. Um, 
see her on the TV a lot. She's celebrating her fifth. Um, that's P O E H L E R. Um, celebrating her fiftieth birthday today. She is funny. She is. <laughs> Name a couple shows. Uh, she, well, she started out on Saturday Night Live. Right. Uh, she was in uh, Parks and Recreation. Yeah. Sisters, Mean Girls, and uh, Moxie. And isn't there one about um, making, um, like, doing household upgrades and things like that? And she and another guy who's also popular do that together. Uh, it's it's semi comedy, but it's also. Never, never mind. Yeah, that I'm not sure. Okay, and two famous deaths to mention um, Daniel Gabriel Fahrenheit. Now, I think we can guess. I think you probably could. With the last name Fahrenheit. Anyway, he was born in 1686, but died on this date in 1736. He was a physicist, inventor, and scientific instrument maker. He was born in Danzig, and then predominantly German-speaking city in the Pomeranian Voivodeship of the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth. What is he most famous for, may you ask? He is best known for inventing the alcohol thermometer and mercury thermometer and for developing the Fahrenheit temperature scale. Before mercury, they used booze. Well, you wouldn't want to drink it. It was just, anyway. Um, you just take it to the OU football game. No, stop now. <laughs> I'm already in trouble. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it's it was more like um, isopropyl, you know, alcohol. Yeah. It's not. For the thermometers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the other famous death dimension. And I tell you, it's, it's an odd thing. Some of these people that have risen to the level that this next person I'm going to talk about have are so unattractive. I mean, okay, so we're talking about Louis the Eight. Let's see, this would be XV, so that's 15. The 18th with three? Yep. XV III. I'm yeah. going to go that way. The eyes have it. Um, he was um, born in 1755, died in 1824 on this date. In the picture here, I'm always amazed how many of these old-fashioned royalty-type pictures. They're just not good-looking people. Yeah, well, they didn't have Photoshop availabilities no. back then, so... No, I just mean... They, they can't <laughs> Photoshop them. The features, the, their actual facial features. It okay. seems like a lot of them have a big schnoz, too, in these pictures. You know, these shows where they show women with expanded lips from some sort of injections or something? Yeah. This guy would make them look bad. I mean, he has huge lips. Yeah. Well, and, okay, he, uh, let's stop talking about this. It's my fault. 
Yeah. So he, he his health began to fail in the spring of 1824. How old was he? he uh, let's see, 1824. Oh, 20, yeah, he's like in his 70s. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he suffered from obesity, gout, <laughs> and gangrene. Oh, wonderful. Both in his legs and spine. Was he a good guy or not? Uh, seems like he was. He was the king of France from 1814 to 1824. He spent 23 years in exile during the French Revolution and First French Empire and during the Hundred Days. All right. Well, folks, I know many of you were tuning in expecting to hear uh, Steve Patterson this morning in his monthly uh, visit with us, but and that, that got moved back to next Thursday, okay? He had a meeting in Columbus today that came up kind of last moment. Or, <coughs> anyway. But I do have some interesting information. I received an email. Um, I can't recall who sent it to me. Forgive me. Um, but it is okay so the census is taken every 10 years right so 2010 and then 2020 we did our next one here it is a year and a half after and we're not just now really starting to get some results and even these aren't absolutely final. But um, I did get an email listing some information. So let me share it with you, okay? So the only information I this email had was basically about the state of Ohio. Okay. The... See, where shall I begin? Okay, what county? Okay, we got 88 counties in Ohio, right? What county do you think had the largest growth in the past 10 years? Oh, my goodness. Okay. That, that would be a shot in the dark. Yeah, and, and I didn't mean literally to make you answer that. I was just putting that toward your mind so you'd think about it. Yeah. It was Delaware County. Oh, Okay, just north of uh, Franklin County. Mm -hmm. Yep. It had a 22.9% increase. Almost a quarter increase. That's, that's quite a bit. Okay, what county was next? Union County. Okay, now, most of us don't know where Union County is, so I'll just tell you the, 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 the principal city there, Marysville. Okay. 20% even increase. Delaware was 22.9. Union County, 20 even. Warren County, that's where Lebanon is. I like Lebanon. Have you ever been over there? Yeah. The go What was the name of that? The Golden Ram? What was the name of that restaurant? Famous? Oh, yeah. We talked about that one. I think that's it. Golden Ram, Ram, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Very famous old, old restaurant. 
Anyway, Warren County, 13.9% increase. And then Central Ohio, Franklin County, 138 Those are the top four growth. Now, I didn't really study. I should have, I realize now. I should have looked to see which county had the least uh, not the least growth, but the most loss. In fact, let me explain this. Ohio has 88 counties, right? We just said that. 33 of the 88 saw an increase in population. It may have been only a dozen people, but 33 counties of the 88 had an increase. Do the math. That means 55 counties in Ohio saw a decrease. And I didn't really look to see which county had the most decrease. I should have, but I didn't. I was working on this kind of late last night. Okay, but let's take the counties right around us, okay? Oh, here's another factoid. The state of Ohio, as a whole, did have an increase from 10 years ago. That number is about 263,000 people. I should say 263,000 more people. were counted in the Ohio 2020 census than 10 years earlier. That's a 2.3% increase overall. One more little fact. Then we'll talk about uh, the counties near us. How much do you think the the nation grew during that same 10 years? Ohio grew 2.3%. The national rate, 7.4% higher. Okay. So, the counties right around us, and I'll go from the least lost to the most lost. Jackson County lost 1.7%. Washington County, which would be Marietta, right? Yep. 3.2% loss. Then our own county comes in at 3.6% loss. Hawking County, just above us, 4.5% loss. Gallia County, 5.5% loss. And Meigs County, 6.6% loss. Well, I know you folks probably get tired of my doing these 
statistical things. But it's in my nature. Do we want to do the uh, update on COVID? Or is that too much statistics in a row? Well, uh, what do you think? Some people seem to enjoy that, so maybe we should. Okay. <coughs> Just to let folks know where trends are going, where we are, where we're standing. We have about 10 minutes remaining today in this Thursday edition. <clears throat> okay. Worldwide, there have now been. 220, I'm going to round this up because it's only a few thousand shy of it. 227 million cases of COVID. That's worldwide. What is that number? Well, it's 2.8, well, 2.9% of the population in the world had COVID. Um, let's see here. Yes, that's right. Uh, what about the death rate worldwide? 2.6% of those that caught it died. No, no, no. 2.06. Okay. I need to do this better for you folks. I'm sorry. 2.06% of those who have caught it worldwide have died. That number is 4,667,700. How many just yesterday? 5,998 deaths worldwide. Uh, what about vaccinations? Worldwide, 42.4% have received at least one vaccination, most of them two, unless it was a single, never mind. 42.4% are vaccinated. Let's talk about the third shot here in a minute, okay? Now, United States. We have had 42 million cases since it all began. There were uh, seven, almost 18,000 new cases just yesterday. Uh, we've had a total of 682,500 deaths. That's 1.6%. Much better than the world factor. Well, not, I mean, better than the world. I won't say much better. How many deaths just yesterday? 229 in our nation. Active cases right now, 9,400,000. I'm rounding these off, obviously. And recovered, 32,200,000. State of Ohio. 
we have had a total of 1,319,000 cases since it began. There were 7,000 new ones just yesterday. Wow. Now, I tell you what, <clears throat> you go back to Saturday of, la- of last Saturday, there were 8,000 new ones in Ohio. I'll, I'll do the exact number, 8,405. On Sunday, 4,463. On Monday, 5,568. On Tuesday, 7,325. And yesterday, 7,747. So, I mean, you went wow, but... Um, well, it, it's staying constant, though, right around, you know, Saturday was well, 8,000 plus, and now yesterday was you know the Delta, The Delta? Is that it? Yeah, Delta variant. The Delta thing has made the numbers rise some. Yep. From what they had been. But they're, they're still lower than when this whole thing began. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess what I was doing the wow for was a jump from what the la- yesterday and the day before mm-hmm. was a few thousand lower, wasn't it? Well, um, Tuesday was 73.25. Wednesday was 77.47. So yeah. not... Pretty constant then. Yeah, four, what, 400 more people, I think. Anyway... One's more is yeah, tough. too many. Okay, um, active cases. Let's see here. So, uh, there. I mentioned that we had, uh, we've had we had a total of 1.3 million cases in the state of Ohio. But right now, 132,288 are active. So the rest of the people, for the most part, have recovered. And yes, there's been deaths, but if you added all those stats up, they would equal that number of cases. Okay. Now, state of Ohio, 53.05% have been vaccinated. Keep it up, folks. Athens. Okay, let me... Let me get my glasses adjusted right. Okay, we've had 6,661 cases since it all began. There were 45 new ones yesterday. By the way, the day before, there also were 45 new ones. We have 239 people in the hospital. Remember, I just told you 6,600 and change were total so far, but recovered now 5,583. We've had 46% of our population vaccinated. And at this point, there have been 63 deaths. That's as of yesterday. Now, somewhere I heard a rumor overnight that there had been two more deaths yesterday, but those numbers would show up tomorrow if that's true. Okay. By the way, in the year 1916, on this date, 
was the first use of tanks in warfare. What country did it? Britain. In a armored vehicle called the Mark One. And it was a tank. You know, it has a big gun, a turret, all that stuff. Uh, it wasn't very successful, I might add. Uh, it was just, they didn't know how to make it agile enough. So um, it wasn't, wasn't very successful at, in 1916. Look at armored vehicles now and how they've advanced. Remarkable. Uh, let's see, there was something else I noticed. Oh, I think I already mentioned this. Um, on this date, but in the year 1997, Steve Jobs, very familiar name to most of us now, was named to be the interim CEO of Apple. Apple computers, phones, all that stuff. And I saw some other blurb somewhere that said that uh, maybe on this date, a couple years after that, the iPhone was invented, or first launched, something like that. I remember, uh, boy, I'm short on time here, but I'll try to get this out quickly. Um, in 1987, over in Norfolk, Virginia, I was handed my first cell phone. And it was huge. Uh, it was like half the size of a briefcase. My chief engineer, when we bought WRIP, came in there and handed me that thing, and he was... Gleaming, he was so proud to hand it to me. <laughs> the size of a briefcase. We're out of time. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Never mind fears of the Delta variant, Americans went on a shopping spree last month, triggering a 0.7% increase in retail sales. Retail metrics, Ken Perkins. The strongest categories were definitely skewed toward the stay-at-home play this month. Uh, Non-store retailers, which is e-commerce, were up 5.3%. Home and furnishing up 3.7%. General merchandise and grocery stores were next. Analysts had expected a drop, partly because of supply chain issues that have led to shortages of products in high demand. That's led to higher prices. Some restaurants are adding COVID surcharges to customer bills to make up for it. Many are still having a difficult time replacing workers who left during the pandemic. Still, more people signed up for jobless benefits last week. Bank rates, Mark Hamrick. Seasonally adjusted initial claims stand at 332,000, an increase of 20,000 from the previous week's upwardly revised level. Countering that somewhat,